Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Pockets Full of Soup. I'm your host, Jared Petty, joined today by Jonathan Dornbush. Hello. I was going to do Mrs. Doubtfire, but decided against it at the last minute. So you're going to do like a hello. But instead, it was more of a Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. That's but, but my go-to's usually in life are Seinfeld or Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay, so Doubtfire again, please. Hello. And Seinfeld. Hello. You're gonna do like the lo 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 at the end. Of oh, that. I don't oof. know. No, that's rough for me. That's for rough. Me. The lo lo lo. Yeah. Okay. I I I went through a bad stage of doing that for you. That really? episode inspired okay. zany hijinks. We're <laughs> in other news, old things. Yep. All right. Uh, I can talk about this. Is about Seinfeld. This show, right? The, no, this, this is, is not the, about Seinfeld. This is not the Seincast. No, this is not the Seincast. I'm in the, the wrong place. Oh no, Oof, uh, Jonathan, where <laughs> where where are you from? From from whither do you come to us today? From New York. From New York. Not today specifically, but I do come from New York. You hail from I the hail Grand from Metropolis. Yes, but currently I hail from. IGN as well. Okay. Uh, but yes, back in the day, two months ago, I started in New York. Were you born in New York? Uh, yes, I was actually born at the NYU Medical Center, and I went to NYU uh, for college. So. so you were just as New York City as it gets. Oh, yeah. And then I lived on Long Island uh, for most of my life, and then I went to city in, uh, the co- in college in the city, city in the college, and then lived there. No, wait. Okay, so Long Island. Now, from what I understand, Long Island, some degree of New York affiliation, also some degree of civic pride, as as, as evidenced by the pride of Long Island. Yes, Colin uh, Moriarty. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, I know well. Uh, so which which where, where do you fall on this? Uh, New York. New York. Mostly because I had a lot of bad run-ins with Long Island natives. Oh! So, you know, just a, just a lot of mean... I, I grew up in a beach town. Uh, a lot of a lot of bullies, a lot of kids who are very into the Long Islandness of their lives, and a lot of great Long Island people too. Most of my family is from Long Island, uh, but I always kind of felt more at home in New York than I did on the island. So, so you're, you're calling out Long Island here? I'm I'm agreeably choosing both <laughs> <laughs> because I don't need to alienate people five minutes into the show. Please don't. I, I think we already probably did that with, no, with hello. With hello, but, yeah. Know. That that was a quick shot off. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, before we begin, I always want to thank our Patreon producers, Xavier Cinnamon Tremblay and Robert Nieder. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Really appreciate it. Uh, without those guys' help, uh, just this would be much, much harder to do. So thank you. And thank you to all of you who support us on Patreon, who subscribe, who all at all, etc. By now, you know the routine. So... <laughs> Jonathan, uh, you also know the routine, which means we're going to start off with uh, the the same first question that I always ask until I decide to change it. Yeah. Um, Tell me about somebody you're thankful for. Uh, I'm going to preface it. I will. I'm going to preface it in that when you told me the idea of this show, uh, before you even asked me to be on the show, I knew that two people came to mind, one immediately, and that one person was who I had. I knew I had to talk about it. If I didn't, I'd regret it. Uh, And that would be my mom. I'm thankful for my mom. Okay, so we're going to talk about your mom here. Yes, we are, and the tears are already good enough. <laughs> the t- no, the, I, well, I mean, mom, we'll get there. moms and dads, at different ways and for different reasons, yeah. are, are popular topics. Yeah. Um, uh, we're, we're, I think we're going to keep a mom and dad count on the side eventually. It's a good idea. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, let's talk about your mom. Yeah. Um, so you've chosen your mother to speak about tonight. Um, yes. What's the first thing you remember about your mom? Uh, first thing I remember is, I would say... This is uh, wow. Uh, probably her smile. Probably uh, that's what I remember. Usually coming home from school every day uh, and seeing her smile, say hello to me. That's how my day was. Your earliest memories kind of go to that of your mother, like. It, it, I mean, my earliest memories are of her and I skiing. I would skiing. Say. Yes. Uh, back when my family had some money, um, we I was into skiing, uh, golf, 
tennis, all the fancy sports. Oh, uh, did you wear did you wear polo shirts? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a full. We used to have a place in Vermont, actually, a, a, a condo in Vermont. Oh wow! And yes. Did, uh, did you go out and into the Hamptons? Uh no, actually. No. Oh, okay. but we had family. I don't out know where the Hamptons are. I, uh, the, no, they're out on Long Island, but we uh, we actually had family out further okay, on the island. Uh, but yeah, I I remember vividly her trying to teach me how to ski and being on the ski lift with her. No kidding. So that's uh, a very early memory. Yeah, mom. probably uh, maybe two years old or so. And then coming home from school, your mom's smiling. That's that? that's the most frequent memory, which it's actually something I haven't thought about that much recently, but that is, I would say what I remember most is her being that ever present. I remember saying goodnight to her every night. It was always, I had to say goodnight to her before I went to sleep or before she went to sleep. Uh, because my bedtime eventually went after hers. Okay, <laughs> but um, but you always still went and said goodnight. Oh, always said goodnight every night. I still um, I don't know how early to drop the sad bomb. On you it. just just start talking. All right. Uh, my mom died when I was sixteen after about a year and a half battle with cancer or so. Um, oh my. I I still say goodnight to her every night. Um, really? Already, my voice is cracking. That's no, okay. yeah, I, I still do that. Uh, just because it was that was the thing every day for me was. I remember saying goodnight, and I was like, I should keep doing that. Uh, so, you, so, yeah. And you said goodnight to her every night. I so, I try, unless I get very tired and forget, which is it happens yeah. every now and then, but then I usually say it in the morning, hello. <laughs> do you just do it before you go to bed at night? Yeah, usually just shut off my phone, turn on my alarm, shut off the light, uh, just before I start thinking myself crazy, because I usually don't fall asleep immediately at all, uh, but my first thing is usually lights are off, trying to go to sleep. Night, Mom. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, maybe try to tell her about my day. I've done that less recently because just busy schedule. But I usually would try to talk to her a little bit. So you good night to her, but sometimes you tell her about what you've done during the day. Sometimes well. when I, yeah, yeah. When did you, so you told your mother good night before she died? Yeah. Oh, every night. Was yeah. there ever any break? I mean, did you just begin to continue doing this after she died? Oh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, maybe, maybe the first day or two that she passed. Yeah. But I think even then, I, I, th- I the, the week that she passed is a very vivid week for me. I still, I kind of relive it. Probably two or three times a week it goes through my head. I just like beat by beat what happened that week. Um, but I remember pretty quickly getting into talking to her still. Can you tell us about those beats? Oh, sure. Uh, it's it's going to be my novel, too. You can check out in five to six years. <laughs> um, but no, that that week was um, it was a holiday. It was a, a winter vacation. Uh, and the joke that I like to tell is that my mom was wanted to make sure I was so focused on my studies that she made sure to die during a vacation and not during a school week. Did she say something like that to no, you? Or, no, no. Just... Okay. First thing in my house important, no matter what I did, was to finish my schoolwork, to be a good student, to kind of do the best that I could at what I was applying myself toward. Um, for her, that was always a very big thing. So other than that, that was just always one of the bad, morbid jokes I tell. But um, yeah, she. it was uh, Monday morning. My dad woke me up. Friday, he had gone to the hospital before then. We had heard she was in a bad state. Mm-hmm. She was going to get better. Um, then the Monday morning, he woke me up 7 a.m., 6.37. We have to go to the hospital. It's your mom. Uh, woke me up, put on my jeans, put on my Bang Camaro, which was a band in Rock Band 1, <laughs> some of the developers. <laughs> I put on that shirt. Um, we went to the hospital. Uh, as, right. as you were going to the hospital, yeah. did you understand why you were going at that point? Uh, I did. I, I tried not to tell myself it but i did okay um because it it, it was a funny thing the whole year and a half that she was sick i 
always assumed she was going to get better. Mm-hmm. I 100% believe she was going to get better. I assumed my dad would die actually during that time because his health has always been so bad forever. Um, so your father's been chronically ill. Uh, yeah, yeah, a bad addict for a long time. Okay. Just open it wide open. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, he, he's he's just never had good health issues. My sister's joke and I was always that he must have made a deal with the devil because he still looked 40 at 65. Hmm. Um, uh, but so... On the way to the hospital, it was it was a very quiet morning. I remember it was very warm too. It was February, uh, February sixteenth, and it was very warm, and it, which was strange because usually New York winters are not warm. Yeah, that time of year was warm, bright as could be. That day it was a very sunny day, um, and yeah, we got to the hospital, told us what was happening. We went through a few hallways, uh, started calling family members, getting them together. I to not go through every single beat. Yeah, she. Um, she passed later that afternoon. Uh, she was in a coma by that point. She was unresponsive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent a good probably 45 minutes to an hour in the room with her myself talking to her. Uh, I spent that hour hoping against hope that like a film she would wake up. I mm-hmm. knew she wouldn't, but I hoped she would as I watched the Today Show on the TV and talked to her. Um, but she died that afternoon. Um, the TV was on in the room. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was on silent, but the t- I remember the Today Show being on. Um, which was a funny thing because TV was such an important part of our connection. Most things were. Most entertainment. I, I'm thankful for her. This is the reason why you asked the question. I'm thankful for her because so much of who I am today, both personality, things I enjoy, just everything, is because of her. Um, my joke from birth is that I, I was born with a game controller in my hand because while she was in the hospital for three days waiting to have me, she made my dad go out buy her a Game Boy and a copy of Tetris. No kidding. Yeah. No, she made him... I still have her original NES. Uh, it's oh, one of no my... Kidding. Yeah, one of my favorite things. Um, but yeah, that was how I was born was while she was playing Tetris. So Wow. Yeah. Um, so you're there with her in the room. Let's, let's go to that. Let's go to the TV for a second. Sure. Imagine that as a special connection, and and then we'll I, actually I don't know. It, it, yeah. Let's, oh, I can yeah, go I, all over. So I, I basically avoided the question and just no, started it's, a therapy. It's session. it's no, it's <laughs> it's all right. I um I I my my job is to is to is to interview, but I'm trying not to cry. So um, <laughs> let's, I'm trying let's, to so. let's follow to uh, let's follow you to the TV for a second. That, yeah. The things that that connected you. So your yeah. mother died when you were young. Your mother died young. Yeah. Um, but you said she was tremendously formative and TV is one of those things. Uh, why TV? What's, yeah. what's, what's the connection between you, your mother and television? Uh, entertainment just in all forms has kind of been a foundational thing. We always connected to, I'm always told that I, I was with them when I was a baby watching TV all the time. And the first thing I ever laughed at was Seinfeld to bring it back around to a few <laughs> minutes ago that I would laugh hilariously to Seinfeld when I was well, a year old. Probably, obviously I did not understand a single joke, but I would laugh along with the whole show. So you heard the canned laughter. You exactly. Laughed along. And I laughed along. And I think, you know, a lot of parents obviously worry about putting their kids in front of TV for too much or things like that. I played games with my mom all the time. We watched TV every night during dinner. We watched it. It's funny things. I, I love The O.C. Uh, the O.C. is a very big show in my life. The O.C. was a show I was forbidden from watching because my parents saw it and thought it was too lewd at the time. My mom and I then watched it together in high school and it became one of her favorite shows. So when it was when it was showing, uh, when it was when it was first run, I was run, too young, just a few young. years earlier. It was really only a three or four years difference. But during uh, syndication, you guys went back and watched and it together. And we watched the whole thing together. We watched Friends together. We watched Will and, Gr- Will and Grace. We watched together. And Will and Grace was actually a big thing because... My mom was my best friend, like hands down my best friend, one of the best people, the best person I've ever known, but she was my best friend. And 
she was just openly, if I had a question about something sexually that they talked about on that show, she would just tell me honestly about it. There was never really walls in terms of her trying to help me understand what life was and what things meant. Obviously, if I was too young to understand something, she might wait a little bit. Mm -hmm. But she was always very open about like how life worked and... So you don't remember feeling apprehension asking her about something that intimate? Oh, no, never. No. Um, her. I remember when she was sick, obviously when we thought she would be around for longer in high school, we, there was a car ride one time and she was like, if you ever have sex or if you ever drink at a party, you can tell me. Like, I do not care. It's not a worry to me. I just want you to like know you can tell me. I think she was worried that she would never get to have those conversations, which we never did. But I think... We never had a problem communicating. I things. wondered, did, did any of that ever happen? I mean, did you ever actually have to put any of those to the test? Uh, no, I and I never. No, I I went to an all boys high school, so sex was not really a big thing during my high school career, and I didn't really drink much because uh, I was afraid of alcohol because of my dad. But that's another story. Um, but yeah, we always talked about everything together, and it was always very open and TV brought us together in so many ways. I can still remember watching my first episode of SNL with her and stay, letting them let me stay up for the first time of watching movies together. Do you remember who the games. host was? I want to say it was... Oh, it's okay if you don't remember. I don't remember, but I want to say Will Ferrell... It was either when he came back uh -huh. to host or okay. it was just him playing a very big role. I remember him being on stage for the monologue. Okay, well, so that, I, would, that means he's hosting. I yeah, think he yeah. was hosting, and I just remember the us watching that together. I My secret now not so secret dream is that i want to host snl one day oh um well this is, this is this is the springboard that'll so, get you there yes, right here yeah lauren michaels please call yeah um uh, me too please <laughs> uh, i have a lot of bad jokes so i I'll, i can throw them at you but um no it was it was always just a talking point for us and a thing we connected on and uh, Gilmore Girls as one YouTube video I did for IGN, which didn't go over well with me talking about Gilmore Girls for too long. But Gilmore Girls was the last show my mom and I watched. And what's funny about that show is it's about a, a mother and daughter, but ab about a parent and child relationship where they are best friends and mm -hmm. where they just have this special bond and share everything and ev they are they're each other's best friends. And it was my mom and I in a nutshell, and we never got to finish watching together, um, which was a lot, but... Did you ever finish the series? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I finished my on my own a few months after. She never saw me graduate high school, and I remember us watching the episode where Rory, the daughter, graduates from high school, and my dad was watching too, and they were just both kind of in tears <laughs> while we were watching. And I didn't really like think about it at the time, but I, afterwards I remember that night pretty vividly. You take, um, um, you, you talk to your mother and wish her good night before you go to bed most nights. Yes. You um, talked to her about other things. You ever watch TV with her now? Uh, yeah. On her birthday, which is coming up, and the day she passed, I usually watch something either that I know she loved or that we watched together. I usually watch something like that. Her birthday's together. coming up? Uh, her mm -hmm. birthday, yeah. It's in September. So. Uh, what'd you watch last year? Do you remember? Uh, Moonstruck, which is oh. her favorite movie. Okay. Or I was told it was her favorite movie. Uh, I know it was one of, but... Um, I remember her loving that movie, and we'd never actually watched it together. And, um, and I watched uh, things that made me sad. Oh, okay. Uh, like like what? Because I thought it would be cathartic, but it, it wasn't. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, The Body, oh. um, which is when her mom dies. Uh, I watched that after my mom passed away for the first I watched all of Buffy a uh, summer or two after my mom passed, uh, and that episode obviously hit me in many ways, but it's also, it's one of the best depictions of death I think I've ever seen on television or film, and it 
it sticks with me to this day and I watch it now and then just because it it helps but it was probably not the best thing to re readdress year after year wow yeah so you've switched to other things that change so you still watch tv with her on her birthday yeah yeah um i i that's a hard question to ask um uh it's uh nothing for me right now sorry not to interrupt you asking the question that's okay (laughs) uh nothing is hard for me at this moment because I had this weird realization a couple weeks ago and it's a very, very cliched thing that I think for the last seven and a half, eight-ish years, I've been living with her illness and her death as almost a shame in my life, as a thing that to not talk about and to be sad about and to let that define me when obviously she has brought so much good into my life and that that's what I should be focusing on. Why do you think you felt ashamed? Um... I, my dad is not the most emotionally uh, outward person, and he dealt with my mom's death horribly in terms of he went inward and let it kind of destroy him. Um, and that was the primary example of emotional uh, handling that I had. And so as much as I tried to fight against it, I think I let that get to me. And as I moved into just different phases of my life, it, it was much harder for me to try to readdress that. And I think... Actually, this move to IGN and to San Francisco from New York has been the best way for me to really just take it as a clean break of addressing it, and especially something like this. Do you feel that you've been alone or worse than alone in, in some cases on that? Oh, all, now, the, all, all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've I felt alone, I, isolatingly so, for the last eight years, for most of it. Despite how nice my friends have been and welcoming mm-hmm. i have felt completely alone without her in my life um which is the factor of your mom also being your best friend the person you see every yeah. day <laughs> what's, what's that? as a kid my parents and i are very close yeah but neither of my parents and i are best friends yeah what is it like having a parent as a best friend I mean, this is in two parts yes what's great and yeah. what do you give up in exchange for that greatness uh, what's great is I always have a built-in, I had a built-in Mario Kart uh, competitor <laughs> every night. Dinner would be late some nights because she had to feed her Sim family, not us. It sounds like a cliche, but that has actually happened to uh, back in the day. It, no, the thing about a best friend was I had all these common interests to share and that she obviously, music tastes, film tastes, movie tastes, game tastes, everything I gleamed from her, but then obviously the things that I was learning from outside from friends or just being in of a different generation I could bring to her and also share it like the OC <laughs> or like Gilmore Girls or you know anything like that um, and so it, it was this funny thing of always I had a built-in person I could connect to about anything and talk to about anything any day um, friends um, okay, second part sorry. oh yeah yeah uh, s- second part I've, I've tried to think about what I lost as having her as my best friend. And I, I think I, it, it's hard because it, there, it didn't feel like I lost much. Okay. I, there are certainly probably things where it was a bit more lax. I think it, it hurt me in terms of not letting me, I didn't branch out. Mm-hmm. I think I was scared to branch out to new friends, to be myself. My mom actually worked at my grammar school for a bit and she saw me one day and she saw how quiet I was and how reserved. Hmm. And she looked at me uh, when she got home at the, the end of the day. She talked to me and she's like, 
is that where you are every day? Are you? <laughs> because that's not how you are. Like she, she knew that I was putting on a mask at school, and I think it was because I was so used to being comfortable at home. I didn't know how to be outside. Oh and wow! I'm still. I'm just getting over that. Me doing silly videos at IGN is my way of getting over that because it lets me finally be me for better. You are the captain of the king of silly videos. I'm trying. You I, wear more funny hats than <laughs> anyone I've ever worked with. I. It's. My mom brought so much joy into the world, not just for me. I realized it during her wake and her funeral about how many lives she touched just mm. to a, on a profound level that there are so many lives changed because of her. And not, it's easy to glorify the dead, but that it was so apparent to me at that point that, oh, she did a lot because she cared for people and made people's days brighter. And if I can do that for a tenth of as many people I'll feel I've accomplished something in life. So, yeah. Uh, friends don't always agree. Yeah. What did you two, what were you two at odds about? Do you ever uh, remember? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, occasionally, probably there were TV show episodes we'd fight about <laughs> plot lines. Um, you guys were just pop culture to the core. Oh, huh? yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I am a pop culture addict because of that relationship. Okay. Uh, because of how great a friend of my mom was for better or worse and turned me on to all those things. I, yeah, of uh, pop culture was such a foundational thing. It, um, that's what we fight about when she had to turn into mom mode. And when I maybe would be lax on schoolwork for a little bit, um, which it was rare for me. Uh, yeah. but when it happened, you know, she, her being mad was a strange thing to me, and she rarely ever was. I can remember the one time in my life she ever got truly angry because I was ignoring my homework, and that was the the, the one thing. And she never really turned into that mode. And so there, not that I was an undisciplined kid, but that there there wasn't a parenting. I never felt like I was being parented mm-hmm. for better or worse. Two more questions. Yeah. About your mom. Um, first. Um... What did your mom not get to do that she wanted to? Your mom died fairly young. Um, What did your mother not get to do? That's a good question. Uh, Immediately comes to mind, it's selfish, but I know she wanted to. She didn't get to see me graduate high school or college. Um, Never got to have grandkids. Mm -hmm. Um, She, when I was in middle school, she went back to college because she never got to graduate college. Um, She had to give up going to school to help her family because she had a sick sister. Um, and her mom died when she was eight. So she kind of had to step in for things. Um, so she never got her full... I want to say she, she got her associate's degree, um, which was a really big thing for her. Uh, she, she wanted to go back and study more, but she never got to. Um, she wanted to write a book. She had a book she was <laughs> writing about uh, our family. Yeah, more than the pop culture, my love of writing... Um, many other things just in terms of like hobbies and all that stuff she passed on to me um she never she started writing a book about our family a novelization sort of of it do you have it i think it's back on long island somewhere um if if not i know what i wanted to pull from it for the book that i want to write um which was the most important thing and i already when i wrote my first draft of the terrible terrible book that i tried writing um i she will be credited in it. You're both the byline. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. She will be credited. Even if I, I write every word of it, she's credited in it because the idea was hers. <laughs> um, wow. Things like that. Um, I think she would have wanted, I kind of think she and I would have, it would have been fun if we got to smoke pot together, <laughs> which is yeah. a weird thing to say, but 
I like, and not that we ever talked about it. She was a big smoker her whole life. She gave up smoking right before she got sick, okay. which was a really big thing for her. Um, and we were so proud of her that she was able to. But I kind of think it would have been really fun if she and I just got high once. Just invite your mom out to California and yeah. share some and California just, yeah. medicine? She, um, yeah, that's the fun. Like, I, I've never gotten to share this with her IGN mm. um, because I know she wanted me to move on to do my dreams and no crying god damn it it's okay um no she wanted me to i know she wanted to see me succeed um and at least be happy with that um so her not getting through um last question for this bit yeah. um you told me earlier you yeah. you talk to your mother every night um what do you wish you could hear her say to you now Oof. <laughs> like if she talked back one night what would you like to hear her say I was trying to stop crying, and you're making me cry more. Um, that's a tough one. Um, what do you like to hear, sir? What do you think she would uh, say? That's okay. Just... just to let her, uh, just to know that she knew that she was proud, um, that she was happy. Um, it's it's a weird thing. I did have that thought of like. There's a line in Creed. Uh, Creed was my favorite movie last year, where uh, Rocky talks about how if he could trade everything good in his life for another day with uh, his wife, Adrian, different relationship, I'm not getting in a weird place, I swear, um, he would do that. And I kind of get the idea of just being able to talk to someone you love who you can anymore for just a few more minutes. Um, probably would, just to, even if just to, like, see how she's doing. Yeah. Um, just be able to hear her say what she thought of your life now. Yeah, 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 just to, just to know how that's going. Cause I, I, there's so much, of adult life, of just like, falling in love. I never got to share with her because if it happened in college, it was gone. Uh, getting a first job, eventually getting having kids maybe, or yeah. getting kids, however it works. Uh, I was never taught that. I don't know how. Um, so. It's a stork, right? That's how babies are. That's still the thing. I There's don't have any kids. I, I've never okay. figured it out. Um, no. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know where they come from. <laughs> no, I, I just to just to be able to talk about how life has been since. Um, one last story that comes to mind about yeah. this. Um, while she was sick, and I'm using this mostly so I can stop crying because everyone listening is like, God, his voice got weird. <laughs> um, while she was sick, I was listening to an album by Train, mm -hmm. who makes some very silly pop songs sometimes, but they made a good song called When I Look to the Sky. Uh, and while she was sick, I remember listening to it in the car, driving with her, and I thought to myself, I'm going to sing this for her, because I was in Glee Club, because I was a very cool kid. I'm going to sing this for her when she's better, just to let her know how much I appreciate everything she's done. Uh, never got to. I did sing it, though. Uh, oh, wow. So... That was good. Oh, jeez. Wow, jeez. Um, I've never gone back and listened to the recording. I imagine it's terrible. <laughs> but it was... Uh, I'm sure she didn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a big thing Wow. for me. Jonathan, I yeah. I don't I don't even know where to start. I, I have Seinfeld. It's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I have no context for a story like that. I, it's extraordinary. Um, I deeply appreciate your frankness and sharing it here of course i am um, it's a it, another silly pop culture thing that makes me uh I, I really like childish gambino which i know 
other IGN people are big fans of. Um, and there's a part in one of his songs from way back when where he talk he does like a spoken word part for two minutes, and it's about him in some emotional thing. I think he's like on a school bus, and it's like about relationships in a school or whatever. But he he has a line where he talks about how he wears his heart on his sleeve or like he tells people about the worst things in his life so they can't use them against him. Hmm. And I don't talk about my mom so that it can't be used against me, but I talk about her because I don't want to hide. Like, I don't want to be afraid of it Yeah. anymore. Wow. Uh, so, well, this is why that doesn't this seem is... like you do right now. Oh, it no. doesn't seem like you are right now. Uh, though I am sorry for all of the sniffles. Sniff- the sniffles or <laughs> sniff- sniffles come. Yeah, I, I need to get some tissues. Honestly. Oh, I'm okay. I, uh, I'll... You could. They're back up. Here, you school. could wipe your nose on the dinosaur. I could bring him over. <laughs> as I as to... is traditional. He usually sits house. here. I forgot oh. to put him on the set. If you want to move uh, him, we can pretend you Photoshop him in. You Photoshop him in. Just like a poor Photoshop. Yeah, usually sitting right here. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll shift gears for a second. Yeah, the transition. <laughs> gotta, I gotta find a better segue for that. Uh, uh, it's hard to segue out of the the sadness that I bring, but it is yeah. if I no, it's it's sad, it's sad, <laughs> but it's lovely too. I mean, there's it's tremendous sadness. I don't want to under undervalue the sadness, but it's the sadness around somebody that sounds just extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. I usually I write about her every year on the day of her death, and this year I wrote about her in relation to the song beautiful by carol king which was a <laughs> carol king we shared of course um <laughs> we on our drives out to family at the end of long island we would listen to carol king james taylor bruce springsteen on a rotation that's a good that's a good day oh yeah yeah that's um, a good day those were always the car rides but it just it was kind of that thing of like she did she did the thing in the song she woke up every day and no matter she went through so much pain in her own life and her only goal in life was to make other people happy and specifically to make my life not have the pain that she had to go through um Obviously, there's been some, but she—that was what she lived to do, and wow. the fact that she lived for other people just always, always astounded me. That's a, they say everybody's got a story. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a real good one. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we're gonna we're gonna turn the. the Let's do it. Now that you've bared your yeah. inner soul, we'll, we're gonna we're gonna switch here for a second good. to. Uh, this is um, instant noodles. We'll try to try right. to try to leave on a. On a not quite as uh, teary note. Of course. Um, Though you never know what makes me cry. No, you never know what will make us cry. Yeah. Jump out and surprise you. A couple from uh, a couple that were submitted uh, recently from the Pockets Full of Soup Facebook group that you can uh, join and uh, uh, write to us and talk to us at uh, anytime you like. Uh, From Abraham, uh, which celebrity, dead or alive, would you choose to narrate your life? So the voice that's going to narrate your life. Oh, wow. That's... Walking uh, around. Yeah. I mean, so everyone will say Morgan Freeman because that's the easy answer because he narrates literally everything. Actually, yeah. everything narrated in the last seven years has been narrated by Morgan by Freeman. Morgan whether Freeman. you're not, he was doing other voices. Um, I w- ooh, that's a really good question. Um, God, whose voice do I love? Uh, Alan Rickman. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I rest in peace. But uh, it's living or dead. That's yes. Part of that. yeah, yeah. That's, that's I, okay. I was like, uh, yeah, Alan Rickman. Um, oh, yeah. Man. Just a real, real good voice. Yeah. I, I, I'm not crazy about Family Guy, but the thing where he leaves himself the, the, the voicemail. Have you oh, yes. That? Yes. Just, I do know that. Yeah. 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 He... Um, uh, Matthew asks one of my favorite questions we've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. What is best sandwich? What is best sandwich? Uh, wow. Um, so I was a big on Long Island. Uh, does it count as sandwich meatball sub? Or are we sure it's a sandwich. All right, sure I was, it's a sub. We, we yeah we had real r- really good Italian food on Long Island, and meatball sub was kind of a staple of a lot of pizzerias in my town. So what's what's the ideal meatball sub? What's on it? What's the composition? 
Oh, that's a good question. It's been kind of a long time since I've had one. I'm trying to, I like, it's a very like classic, just simple. Mm-hmm. You a hot pepper or not guy first off? Uh, occasionally. Cheese, yay or nay? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, wonder. That's, yeah. yeah. yeah no, okay. I, d- I do. I, I usually don't say no to cheese. Okay. Um, I try to when I'm looking at my figure for uh, a swimsuit season, but. Well, I mean, yeah. Yes. Pretty no, felt. Uh, looking, uh, looking, looking good. Uh, I have a good thing you don't have access to my high school photos. I look like Baymax in a Speedo when ba- I put on a swimsuit. Um, I think everyone would love Baymax in a Speedo, <laughs> so I think you're fine. <laughs> What's the best song written in the last 100 years? Oh, ooh. Um, yeah, what's it going to be? The best song. Yeah, best song written in the last 100 years. Uh, I saw Paul McCartney live uh, the summer after my mom died um, okay. as kind of a birthday gift to my dad. Um, and we went and saw him live and he played Hey, wow. he played hey Jude. Uh, oh, wow. At City Field in New York. Uh, 30, 40,000 people there, I think. Uh, and then he gets the na 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 nas and just let the crowd go. Yeah. And for 20, 30 seconds, probably shorter, I was connected with thousands of strangers and it was like the most ethereal moment I've had in my life. Um, so I would, I would be inclined to say, Hey dude, but, uh, something by the Beatles, I think is one of the most underrated Beatles songs, even though it's beloved, I just think people don't talk about it enough, but it is so beautiful and so simplistic. That's a Harrison song. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've learned as I've gotten more into my Beatles phase through the years, I love Harrison and I think something is just, it's, it's probably not the best, but it is the most beautiful song. Yeah. That's, that's a song I've, I've, uh, held my wife in the night and sang to her and it, it's a good song for, yeah. for that and many other wonderful wonderful moments it's a great song it's a great yeah. i'm with you all right great uh what's the first word you think of when you hear the sound of your own voice sorry <laughs> uh what's your favorite flavor of ice cream oh um mint chocolate oh that's a good one also my mom's favorite surprise Same. there we go all right um yeah if you could travel through time and meet anybody, uh, who would you visit? Oh, um, uh, because I've been listening to it so much. Alexander Hamilton. Oh, okay. You've been listening to Hamilton oh, over and God, over again? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton, I recently, with a friend, belted out to at a party at like 1.30 in the morning, just Alexander Hamilton. It's the, it's the best musical. Um, but I would meet him because I just, I'm now fascinated. But uh, actually, my grandparents on either of my family side because I only have one living grandparent. Oh, okay. And I just kind of selfishly want to know more about my family because beyond, I don't know anything really beyond my mom's generation. On that side, okay. Yeah, so on I'd like to find side. out. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, I just okay. kind of want to... Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. All right. Um, what's the most terrifying creature in the natural world? Ooh. Uh, uh, ooh. Yeah? That's a good question. Um, so there's like a microscopic thing that... Uh, it's i don't know what it is exactly i think it's a microbe or just some sort of being but when it's zoomed in it has these weird hairs and looks like a giant bear with suction like a suction face oh and just suction hands and it just if it was human sized or just bigger like natural size it would be the most horrifying thing in the world that's yeah that is nightmare fuel and so obviously on its own as this small little thing you will never see with the naked eye it's whatever but the idea of it kind of coming to life being made larger would 
petrify me. The giant amoebic suction bear. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I watched a movie last night called Into the, the Gri- Giant. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's called Into the Grizzly Maze. Okay. Which is now my favorite name for a movie. Yeah, it's a good terrible movie. movie, but oh, the yeah. but that title. That's a great but, title. Yeah, Into the Grizzly Maze, but Into the Giant Suction Bear Maze, I think, pretty darn good too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, all right. What's your favorite word? As a person who writes for a living, I should have one. Um, My favorites are dangerous questions. Yeah, I? yeah. Uh, joy. Oh, that's a great word. Joy. Joy. That's excellent. Uh, who was your first kiss? Oof. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, a girl who was a friend of a friend um, mm. who I dated for a little bit. Do you want a name? Is that what you don't have to? It's up to you. I'd prefer to. Just, yeah, you, you, uh, you not that be, they. You can be, keep it classy. They won't be watching. You this, can keep it classy. But, it's uh, up to you. Yeah. No, yeah, just it was a, a friend of a friend. How old I, were you? I'd rather not say. All right, I'd friend really of a friend. Rather. Was it any good? <laughs> I've had better kisses. All right, this is <laughs> cake or pie? A cake. Cake. All right, what's the best cake? What do you like? Oh, uh, my local. I'm sure they're store bought, and you can find them in plenty of places. But my local grocery store had an Oreo cake. That was mm. chocolate cake uh, with Oreo tasting. Uh, the frosting was Oreo flavored, and it had Oreos crumbled on top, and whole Oreos just uh, layered on other parts of it. And it was just, uh, I love Oreos. So it was, man, it was I'm hungry now. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a it's a good one. Uh, what's the question you have for me? What's the most important moment in your life that immediately comes to mind? Most important. Wow. Um, just... I think the the one that strikes me most. This is going to sound um, sound odd to people, maybe, but um, when I was a child. I was sitting in a church. My grandfather was a preacher, mm-hmm. and my grandfather was there, and my grandmother. They were both preachers. And I was in this little church in Virginia, and I was sitting there, and they were preaching. And again, child's heart, child's moment. It was an evening service. And as I perceived it, and and reality is a strange thing, very subjective in our minds, I listened to them talking about God loving you. And I believed God loves me. And I believed that I felt that love expressed very specifically to me in that moment, not just from them, but from God. I felt as near as I can express in my own mind and heart, the touch of God. I felt Jesus' hand reach out and touch me. And it changed my life. And I said, yeah, I want to know you. Let's uh, let you and me talk and listen. And that moment has been pivotal in my life ever since. It has been... It has been challenged. It has been infuriating. It has been life-saving yeah. all at different times. But it's probably the most important moment I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a very precious memory of my grandparents. You know, there's something about, you know, the whole Christian idea of parenthood, of, of the parentage of God can get really complicated really fast. Oh, yeah. I think from listening mm-hmm. to you tonight, you've got some pretty pretty good perspective on the polarity of parenthood sometimes. Um, But there's something about feeling like God loves you and, and then feeling people you love wrapping themselves physically around you afterward and saying the same thing. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah. So 
Uh, that's the moment that comes to my mind. Thanks for asking. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching and listening. Um, hey, uh, Pockets Full of Soup is uh, available on a pretty regular basis. Uh, you can find us on YouTube where I hope you'll subscribe. Uh, you can also find us on your favorite podcast service on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes. Uh, by the way, ratings and reviews really, really help us there if, you, if you're able to do that. And of course, on Patreon.com, uh, Patreon.com slash Jared Petty, if you want to uh, help us out and keep the show going, we uh, really appreciate it. So I thank you for that. I want to thank everybody who wrote in. A couple of special thanks tonight that uh, people wanted to give for folks in their lives. Um from uh, Tristix, Amara, thank you for giving me your strength when mine failed. I can never repay you for your love and kindness, Brian. From Jeremy, thank you, Sarah, for being the perfect kind of friend I needed lately. You're the real MVP. From TJ, thanks to my beautiful wife, Chelsea, for staying strong, even in the hardest times. From Aiden, maybe a bit cliche, but I will always thank my parents for always supporting me. I wouldn't be where I am if not for them. So those are just a few tonight, and there's a lot more. If you want to send your uh, thanks to somebody else or just talk to us, you can email us at mail at pocketsfullofsoup.com. That's mail at pocketsfullofsoup.com. Uh, I try to answer all those. There are a lot of them, so I, I'm doing my best, guys. Um, it's a good But, uh, yeah, uh, please uh, please keep sending them in. Once again, the Pockets Full of Soup Facebook group. Um, great place to meet other people, share stories. Uh, and uh, thank you, Jonathan, for everything tonight. Uh, Jared, uh, Thank you for tonight for doing the show. I think it's a tremendous thing. Um, obviously, I <laughs> said more probably than I meant to just about all this, but like it's it's extremely helpful as someone on it and having listened to the other shows and just everyone opening up. I think it's a tremendous thing, and I'm so happy that it's being received so well because it deserves to. It's very kind of you. I'm I, I'm amazed by people's willingness and frankness and the, yeah. to share. It's been incredible. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. Uh, see you next time. <laughs>